Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU in the preseason top 25 rankings? Why or why not do the Cougars deserve the national nod? Posing for the late junior sale and expectations to be a leading tackler in 2015, BYU linebacker Harvey Longy joins us in Studio B. Plus a rare Monday game day for BYU baseball. Why a win helps the Cougs' WCC title hopes exponentially, or does it? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Keeping it real in the Studio Bizzle. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, May 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only top 25 racquetball voter, Jerem Jordan. Someone's got to do it, and uh, I've been doing this for about eight years. Uh, for, no, I've not. <laughs> BYU's won multiple national titles in racquetball, by the way. There are extramurals at BYU, men's soccer, lacrosse, rugby, hockey, and then men and women's extramurals. The those are your official clubs. Racquetball. Racquetball. I used to work with the second-ranked college racquetball player in the country. Yeah. BYU's got good racquetball and ultimate frisbee. <laughs> Couldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> just go, just go into the Richards building at noon, and you'll see every every uh, professor on campus with goggles on. It's awesome. The BYU Sports Nation blue goggles have appeared again in the oh. form of a bumper sticker. Yeah, we didn't even make this thing. And then just on the back of a truck, there are someone, the BYU Sports Nation blue goggles. put blue goggles on the back of their truck. They have a bunch of different logos for BYU. They're huge BYU fans, obviously. But this came out over the weekend. And you ask, well, how do you know they're the BYU Sports Nation blue goggles? Because it says BYU Sports Nation right on top of the goggles. Um, who else has these <laughs> rave-like goggles, okay? <laughs> they're all in, man. Well done. Somebody find that. Hey, is that? I think they think BYU will be ranked in the top 25. Certainly. Is that the, the uh, Where's Waddle, Waldo truck? So, hey, if anybody sees that, if you're whatever area take a you're picture. in, take a picture, send it and in. Send it in, Jerome! To at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine. Yeah. The conversation alive 24 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members welcome even on a Monday. Why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in the preseason top 25? We're talking post-spring top 25. Sports Illustrated came out Friday. Uh, BYU number 23 in that. We were surprised. At Crazy Kook Fanatic weighs in using the hashtag BYUSN. Because how can the preseason national champs not be ranked? I totally get her point. I totally see what she's saying. Yeah, you can't, you can't miss that. Now, this is a this is a great debate because BYU's won eight games we'll three years it, in a row. We'll break it down. Yeah, uh, at GoCooks underscore that uh, that underscore at the very end is really nice. Johnny Linehan is kicking for us. He is bringing national championship swag with him. I believe there was a tweet prior to that as well. Um, so that was the second tweet. Now that's true. He's actually bringing national championship swag with him. Yes. Therefore, BYU should be ranked in the top twenty-five. Why not? Uh, yeah, become a member of BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Baseball clinched a West Coast Conference tournament berth Saturday after a 4-2 win over LM or Santa Clara. rather. The tourney begins Thursday in Stockton. The Cougars host St. Mary's. Well, they host, but it's at St. Mary's. It's a home game that's been moved. At 5 Eastern on the W.TV. Apparently, Bronco Mendenhall's lucky jersey worked, Jerem. Mike Littlewood said, you might want to wear that for another week, Bronco. 
It took a couple days, but yes. Um, BYU may lose this game today, and it won't matter. Because if they Say win, what? if they win, they're the three. If they lose, they're the four. You want to avoid San Diego first. Double elimination tournament, four teams starting this Thursday in Stockton. Lock your doors. But BYU, BYU doesn't want to have their best pitchers going today. It's all you don't want to. You don't want to use any arms game. that you. No, it's an arm game. You don't want to use any any arms that you don't have to today. Does it matter to get the three? I wonder. I, I say no. I, just, get the three. Get the three. Okay, well, Mike Littlewood was in here last week. He acted like they were not going to go crazy in this game today if they if they qualified before then. He said, maybe we'll get some guys some innings. To me, that's like, hey, bench warmer, you're in, buddy. We'll see. Congratulations to BYU Softball, who beat Fresno State in game two of their regional, then lost to North Dakota State Saturday to end the season. Well, they lost on Friday night, actually. Uh, the West Coast Conference champs finished 40 and 14, another trip to the NCAA regionals. And then uh, volleyball news. Listen to this. Ben Patch played for Team USA in the Red Blue scrimmage, as well as Taylor Sander, uh, Futi Tavanan, Russell Holmes. Uh, that was Friday at uh, Segerstrom High School in Southern California. Taylor Sander is flying to Detroit today with those other two to uh, participate in the North Sacred Champions Cup this week, and then World League begins next week. Nice. Get it done at the highest levels, boys. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Preseason top 25. High snap. Hill dodges one, two, and carries the other into the end zone. Touchdown. Cannot wait to hear that again, featuring Taysom Hill in the upcoming 2015 campaign. Sports Illustrated released their post-spring top 25 power rankings late last week and featured the BYU Cougars at number 23. Huh? So why is this a big deal? Wait, is it? That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three. BYU's been ranked in the preseason AP poll three times in the last 22 years. Twice under Bronco Mendenhall, 2008 and 2009. It's been six years since the Cougars were ranked in the preseason top 25. It's a rare thing to be ranked. But there are not very many non-P5s or Power 5 equivalents that are ranked in the top 25 Typically, you're going to have Notre Dame is typically going to be ranked in the preseason top 25. And then maybe two or three teams at most. Boise State. Yeah. You know, Rand- and then, Northern and then, Illinois. And then maybe, right? Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot at that point. Now, riding that wave of news, the Lincoln Journal star in Nebraska released the following article over the weekend asking this question. Could the Huskers face a ranked foe in the opener? Nebraska hasn't lost a home opener in 30 years, but the Huskers rarely face a solid team to open. My next question is, Jerem, does BYU deserve, when it's official from the AP, to be ranked in the preseason top 25 going into the opener in Lincoln? No. They won eight games last year. I know that BYU was 4-0 with Taysom Hill. It was riding a lot of momentum. That was a long time ago. It's, a diff- it's, it's kind of a different team to a degree, right? Is it, though, with Taysom back? There, there's a lot of similarities to that offense. I think BYU's offense will be better. With Christian Stewart slash Taysom Hill, a two-thirds Christian Stewart-led team. BYU finished 26th in yards, 14th in points. I think BYU will be a top 20 offense this year. However, do they deserve to be in the top 25? No. They've Why? Not, they've not done anything to deserve to be a ranked 
team to start this season. I think if they win the first two games, they will be top 20 right away. But preseason, no. If they win the opener, I'm of the opinion they'll be ranked, if they're not already, in the top 25. I think BYU will be in the top five out. I think BYU would be somewhere around 30-ish in the AP poll specifically. Um, and and then you go from there. I think that's not a bad spot to start. Here's why they do You want to go into Lincoln ranked? Yes. Yes, I do too. Yes. I always want to be ranked, no matter what the situation is. Even if it's Riley Nelson and the 2012 season, and USC is ineligible to be ranked, and we take that spot Great. at 25, I'm still cool with that. Because ranking matters. That's the As only, an independent. That's the only context we have. We have no conference standings to go, oh, BYU sits in this place nationally. Here's why BYU deserves to be ranked in the AP Top 25 preseason. Because they were 4-0 with a healthy Taysom Hill and ranked 18th, okay? These guys are paid to pay attention to the details. So whether or not it was a long time ago or not, he's coming back. He's a Heisman Trophy contender, and he had them in the top 20 when he was the guy. So why not? If Taysom Hill is healthy, why would they not be a preseason top 25 projection? I could see a situation where they are. 24th or so. It's not going to be top 20. To me, it's going to be 23, 24, 25. Just be ranked. Maybe. Now, from the SI article, here's the quote. Before quarterback Taysom Hill went down with a broken leg in a loss to Utah State last October, BYU was a dark horse playoff threat, and Hill was on the fringe of the Heisman Trophy race, end quote. Whether you buy into all of what they just said or not, that is a prominent national perspective in probably the most respected national publication nationwide. So who, on your side. Okay. They're on BYU's side. Well, I do question it because they said, they said in this article that Taysom Hill didn't participate okay, this Okay, they're spring. talking about the game. They're talking about the actual no, game. they're not. They're the talking scrimmage. about the entire how do you spring know? season. How do you know? Th- how do you, you That's know? That's my point. I don't know. We, we don't, don't know. And I'm saying they don't know. They don't know that Taysom Hill actually participated in a lot of spring, just not the actual 11-on-11. Are they, are they aware that he's going to be healthy like the rest of us are? Yeah, yes. everyone knows that. That's, That's obvious, why they're dude. projecting BYU in the top 25. Yes. Taysom Hill. I could see it. It's just tough when you're not a P5 team and you won eight games to think that you'd be ranked. That's a, li- that's a little naive. The only saving grace is that there was an injury to a star and, and that Taysom has that star power. That's one important, it's a projection. awesome It's a thing. projection. I know. And I'm projecting, too. An A-win team that is a, not a P5, to expect them to be the next season in the top 25 is nuts. Why is that nuts? You just said you could see it. You just said you could see it. So and why it, is it nuts? And it is nuts. My perspective is nuts because I am a BYU fan <laughs> and media member, and I am nuts. <laughs> because I think BYU, yeah. No, I, oh. I, it's tough because you go into September. I would rather surprise people than meet expectation. There's, there's uh, more joy, joy associated with that. I'd rather be unranked and BYU go 3-1 and one in September than be ranked and go 2-2 two and two or something. How about BYU's ranked and an underdog in their opener? That is the ideal scenario for me. If you're being ranked, the top, being if the top you're 25, ranked, but you're the on other, the road and Nebraska hasn't lost an opener in 30 years. Isn't that weird, though? If BYU's ranked and they go into unranked Nebraska. I bet they're BYU underdog. should be the favorite, right? They should be, but they won't be. Why wouldn't they be? You know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah, it makes, it, again. It, I, I'll call it now. I don't think BYU is going to be ranked. I don't, I don't think they'll be ranked. But if they were, I could see that stretch. I could understand that stretch, that blue-goggled stretch. Is BYU, well, the thing is, I, is BYU to me one of the best 25 teams 
coming back for the 2015 season with what they bring back. I don't Especially know how good as the, seniors. I don't know how good LSU's defense is and Oklahoma's We're offense. We're not comparing and, them to Oklahoma yes, and LSU. You have to. Yes, all of these teams need no, to be look, in the who's mix. Who's twenty three through twenty five? Like when you talk about Mitch who's Matthews being elite, 25? you have to take into account everyone else too. Who's twenty three through twenty five, including BYU? Twenty three through twenty five. LSU is twenty four. Twenty five is Oklahoma State. Okay, what was Oklahoma State's record last year? Seven and six. There you go. They're a P five, dude. It's di- it's a different world. Doesn't for matter. Them. They Doesn't get matter way. To me. No, it does matter. They get way more respect than non-P5s. Well, you disagree? BYU's 8-5, and five and they're 23rd. I know. I think it's a little nuts. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Taysom Hill. They were number 18 when he was the quarterback. That was, dude, that was so. That was two-thirds of but the season ago. But they're projecting, because he's back, they're projecting that Taysom Hill is I the quarterback. I understand the logic associated with So there. why is it nuts? Because I think that... I don't think everyone's going to be in the same situation. If there were five of these, I would say, okay, now we're talking. We have kind of volume to go with this. This is one uh, set. This is Bronson Kafusi in Bleacher Report first round. Like one dude saying one thing. This is two dudes saying one From thing. From the most respected national publication nationwide. So we should just take it as fact and run with it? Like, no, it's Not just fact. It's just one thing. And, it's, and again, it's May 18th. Like, it's cool. Let's pat ourselves in the back and... And celebrate. Any it's way you exciting. look at it, any yeah. way you look at it, this what does creates, it mean? This creates debate, obviously, and it's a rare I'm, occasion. We're for debating BYU. now. Yeah, it's a great. rare occasion for for BYU in the last twenty two years. We do an hour long show every day. I love that Sports Illustrated gave gave us this piece of fodder. So on May eighteenth, we could discuss something that cannot be <laughs> determined rationally. Now, here's the other thing, which we will discuss <laughs> at length at some point on this show. Taysom Hill is a returning senior quarterback. That's my quarterback. Now, think about the returning senior quarterbacks that BYU has had Riley in the Nelson, recent 10 years. James Lark. He wasn't a return. He's not, he didn't start the season. Okay. Riley Nelson started about, the 2012 season. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I'm talking about. And had about. he stayed healthy, I think it would be different. But yeah. Max Hall, 09. John Beck, 2006. Okay, we'll go into the particulars of that later. It should be good. You should be a better player. You should be when you're a senior. I can now. I'm looking at this and I'm like, yeah, it makes more sense to me that they would be considered a top 25 program in the preseason. Senior Taysom Hill. Yeah, and I I want BYU to be ranked. Do they deserve it? Is With the Taysom question we're asking? Weigh in using the okay. hashtag BYUSN yeah. for Taysom Hill and company. The real difference maker begins on September 5th. Down to the Cornhuskers. 110. Ten days away from... One hundy. One hundy. We're getting there, man. We are getting there. Yes, we are. Why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in the preseason top 25 for that opener? At Ethan Ellington. Because we have a good team on the road and we got elite players. <laughs> I love it. Do we? How does it feel <laughs> to be measured for a Hall of Fame bust? Or how about to have the most famous BYU football cousin that we've never met? Mm. Harvey Longy joins us next with those answers. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can always join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, BYU Football Media Day is coming up June 24th. Uh, starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, State of the Program. That will fe- feature Tom Homel, Bronco Mendenhall, among others. Uh, full day of programming on BYU TV. 
Why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in a preseason top 25 poll? We ask this because Sports Illustrated released their post-spring power rankings, the Cougars number 23. At Justin D. Sweeney tweeting in, they were 4-0 and ranked 18th when Taysom Hill went down against Utah State. He deserves to start 2015 where he left off. I agree, albeit a few spots lower, because he's a senior coming back. BYU's had great success with senior quarterbacks. And I think everyone trusts that if Taysom Hill's healthy, that BYU will be at least competitive in every single one of those games. That's the exciting thing. The schedule is tough, but I, I don't see a single game where I go, you know what, there's no shot. Harvey Longy trusts Taysom Hill. I'm just going out on a whim and guessing that. And he joins us in Studio B. Harvey, welcome to Studio B, man. All right. Thank you. Thank How you. much do you trust Taysom Hill to lead you guys to the promised land? I, <laughs> I have 100% trust in Taysom Hill. If you guys saw him off the field, in the locker room, all-around guy, all-around person, we all know he can ball out. But other than that, I, I, I would trust my kids if I had any with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'd trust okay. him with my car, you know. I'd okay. give him the keys right now. Would you let, would you let him date, his, date your daughter? Uh, yep, I think I would <laughs> let him take him out on a couple dates. That's a weird question because you know? he's married. Okay. I'm just saying yeah, the type yeah. of person. I'm just weirded out by the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk about the Junior Seau um, bus thing. So, so you Instagram last week that you were asked to be, I guess, a, a fill-in for him, the late Junior Seau, for uh, Blair Buswell, I believe is yeah. the sculptor's name. Yeah. What was that like, and how did you get asked to do well, that? Well, you know, they're just like, hey, we need a guy who can, um, who probably hits as hard as Junior Seau. Nice. <laughs> probably, no. Um, actually, they, uh, the Blair, um, Blair actually ran the ball for us uh, a couple years a lot of years back, <laughs> and he's good friends with Coach and I, and I'm actually good, great friends with Junior Seau's daughter, Sydney. And it all just came together because they actually did a documentary on In Football We Trust, which I am one of the subjects in that film documentary, and she was our host throughout the whole thing because, of course, her dad is a, a great a Polynesian football player, and uh, In Football We Trust were about how Polynesian football players use football and culture to have success. So it all just came about and came, you know, I was up at the, actually at the Payson Temple about to go get, you know, some, some spiritual, um, feasting going on over there. And all of a sudden, bam, I get a call. Coach and I calls me, Hey, how would you like to be sculpted for, I mean, measured, um, for Junior Seau's, um, Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame. And I was like, I'm in. Tell me when. <laughs> yes, please. Wow. Yeah. And it all just worked out. And I'm, I was just way grateful. It was cool. It was a great time. Harvey Longy yeah. with us in Studio B, and uh, I, I can imagine that was an emotional experience. I, I had the privilege of being at uh, Junior's um, uh, jersey retirement in San Diego for that game and, and met some of his family members. And so uh, what was there? Have you, have you talked to Sydney and to any of the other family members of, at, since you did this? Um, no, I just threw a little shout-out there for Sydney. Um, she's out studying abroad in all these different countries, and now she's in Croatia, so... I just, you know, just throw her a little shout out, and when she probably gets back to the stage, probably link up with her and see how she's doing. But you do hit as hard as Junior Seau, right? Oh man, <laughs> I got to hit harder than that if we're going to take it to the top. You okay. Know? So okay. yes, tell us about in football we trust. I uh, I heard about it, and you went to Sundance and yeah. were, was part of that. Yeah. When does um, it come out? Um, probably in this. Um, I really don't know all the details. So when all these all these things were coming down, I was uh, trying to learn how to play a linebacker, how to play the middle linebacker position more fully and learn the details. So my, my whole attention has just been on this upcoming season. and But there has been a lot of 
hype and a lot of things that are going on with this show, um, with this documentary. Uh, rumors have it that it's it's probably going to hit local theaters, and if uh, if it does get in local theaters, actually might hit Netflix next year. So nice, you know. Let's let's hope hope and pray it hits Netflix. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Okay, we have one of our uh, Twitter followers at Hobosita. She's a Twitter superstar for BYU Sports Nation. She asks, "Will Harvey give an update on Elder Motikiailangi?" Oh, he's doing great. Actually, my mom had to find a bike and actually some church shoes to fit his feet because his feet are so wide. So he wears a size he wears a size 16, but it's so wide. His feet are so wide that my mom had to go around and try to literally find a shoe that could fit his wide feet. You know, the 16 is not a problem, but since his feet are so wide, it's just difficult. And she also um, had to go and find a bike that can hold his his structure and how heavy he is. This guy's 415 pounds. Does he have a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh my! I don't. They is need, he, can he ride a motor? The church make an exception? They they probably just need to get him like an F450 out there or something. <laughs> you know, they just need diesel. They need diesel for him. I don't think they. Yeah. So my mom just came back from Arizona about uh, I think a month ago and just sent him all the uh, gave him all the goodies that he needed. And he's he's out there having a great time, burning up in Phoenix, I bet. Seriously. Steve Kafusi told us he wants him to lose 60 pounds or something. I'm like, good luck. Yeah, good luck because, you know, you know how that goes when you're out there. They want to just feed they, you, feed you, yes. feed you. Yes, and know? Phoenix, there are a ton of members of the church, so they're going to feed him. What, yeah. What's the relationship like with him, and uh, what kind of involvement did you have in the process of Having him recruited by BYU. Well, actually, I I actually heard on my mission that um, well, Steve and Mark um, Atawaya they always go out and they go and recruit in the islands. And on my mission, I heard that they're out there and they're talking to one of my cousins. And I've only I met him when I was about you know I was like maybe four or five. And ever since then, I've never seen him until he came over for a dinner a couple weeks before he came in to check out. Um, the facility and check out BYU and when he got offered and committed. So um, I was just there to just say, hey, yeah, come on, man. Like, this is great. I know you've never played football before, but you're going to love it. Like, this is a great opportunity, you know. So I just – I didn't want to give him too much because there wasn't – he really doesn't have that much to, you know, to base everything off of. He doesn't have that football foundation, America foundation, everything that happens here in America. So all I was just saying is like, good, it's good, it's good, it's good, you know. <laughs> I was just – that positive vibes, that's all I could give him. Yeah, what know? kind of a person is Mo? Very quiet, just smiles. Gentle giant? Yes, gentle giant. I just don't want to see him mad. Like, if he's mad at you, I, I don't know what to say. Like, that that's going to be something scary. If I ever saw his eyebrows just get low and no smile come from him, I would be I would be scared for my life. I'd hate to be his companion and wake yeah. up at 6.31. Pro- the companion probably doesn't even sleep. He probably snores like a bear or something. I, I bet he doesn't even give him any room to sleep or he's probably just wrecking that. Down he can't there. work during the winter. He yeah, that's good stuff. Now, you let, sorry, go ahead, Joe. Oh, I was going to ask, when he was here, did you take him out to eat? Oh, no. We we just <laughs> we just cooked. My mom just kept cooking and cooking. I don't think there's a... Breakfast yeah. bled into lunch? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's a, um, a restaurant out there that can feed this guy. If you haven't seen a picture of him or video of him, and, you know, it's out there on the Twitter machine, at BYU Sports Nation, if you have not, but... Explain explain the physique of Mo Longy to everybody that's listening or watching right now. 
My goodness. He's just a he's a specimen. He's six I wanna say I, I forget how tall he is. Six, six eight, eight. Six yeah. eight. Four hundred ten pounds of good weight. Yeah, he's not fat. No, good weight. Like I, I felt sorry for the cup and the utensils he was holding because I thought he was just going to break them when he was eating with us. You know, you can just tell he just has been working and he walks everywhere, probably in, in Tonga. And he never just everything that he did. I mean, he he's done is always been proactive. If it's been working, laboring, walking, you can tell that he's never just sitting around and watching TV or, you know, Watching, um, you know, um, TiVo or whatever, you know, documentaries on Netflix. Netflix. (laughs) This guy's out and about, you know. I bet he can climb a coconut tree uh, quicker than I can, you know. Holy cow. This guy is just, he's going to be amazing for us. And with our coaches and with the new strength and conditioning coaches that we have now, they're going to just get him in shape and he's just going to be a monster. So I'm excited. And you'll miss him, right? Like you won't get to play with him? Yes, I'll miss him. Yeah. He'll, He'll be back. Uh, right the year after I'm I'm done. So. I guess the spring, yeah, after. Yeah. Well, let's get to you. And the last year that uh, you have experienced in your life, transfer, switching to linebacker, going through all this stuff, what has the last year for you been like at BYU? It's been a stepping stone. It's just been a, um, an ex- a huge, great experience for me, and it's humbled me also being in high school, running the ball, and just loving it and – um, switching over to linebacker and just being the newbie, being the new guy on the block and trying to learn all these things. And we have Manuel Picula, who's been starting for us for a while, and he's been a linebacker his whole life and is just amazing, just floats. Um, he just floats on the field. I'm just trying to learn that. You know, I'm just learning how just to, to be smooth and to float and to just have have that, that confidence and to learn the defense uh, I just really believe that this last year has really been an hum- a humbling year for me. And also, you know, usually when you're the running back, you're the man. You know, you're everyone loves the offense. Everyone loves the running back, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, uh, the the defense and the, you know, the O-line and D-linemen. They, they just get sort of like, you know, like, oh, brushed under there. And I, being a linebacker, seeing that, I just humble myself and just like, you know, now I know like how it feels to be um, on the other side of the ball and to um, not be so much of the face of the team, but to also be that leader and to be um, a tool to help us win. Because you know we all know defense win championships. Yeah. You know, so it's just been way crazy. It's been overwhelming, but it's been so fun. I love it. What was the most challenging part the last year? Because there was a lot of uh, news related to your transfer and then, oh, you're a linebacker now. So what was the most challenging part of that? The biggest challenge, like the the biggest challenge I had to go through was probably just, um, probably just the mental part. Just knowing that I'm not up north anymore and all my friends up there and all the the people that followed me up there and just the mental part of, of switching my mentality of being a linebacker being here at BYU, um, that was just probably the biggest thing is just to to get my mindset as a linebacker and to know that you know I can't be so I can't be so free. When I had the ball, I just grabbed it and I just started running, and I just you know read this or that and I started going. As a linebacker, I need to know what everyone's doing on my defense so I can tell. I'm the middle. I'm the quarterback of the defense. So I'm telling people this, that, here, go there, and that was the biggest thing for me because I wasn't the quarterback on the offense you know 
I was just a running back. I just get the ball and just try to get us over four yards every time. On defense, I'm just I'm the demand. I command. I I do all these things. I'm the general, and um, that was the biggest thing is just to to get that into my mindset and say, you know, like I have to be that guy. And if I if I'm not going to be that guy, then this is not going to be the position for me. But I know that this is the position for me. So that was like the hardest thing is that I know I can be a great middle linebacker, but the work and the studying and all the things that come with it, I have to get my mindset there too to be that. Looking at where you are now as a defense, uh, coming off of an eight and five season, injury marred, uh, and there were there were some struggles and some obvious successes. But why will the defense be better in 2015, in your opinion? Uh, my opinion is chemistry. We first off is that uh, ever since I've been here, um, I've loved the defense and all that. But there's just a different feel this year. There's a different brotherhood and a different bond that we have. We all just I can just feel each like when we when we go out there and run together and lift together and. Um, or doing up-downs together, if it's just that, or we're just going to eat somewhere. Um, I could just feel that we care for each other um, more than just um, on Saturday nights or Friday nights or Thursday nights, Um, that if anything happens on or off the field that um, people are praying for me or calling me or texting me or going to be there for me, um, that's that's the number one thing that, that I've seen that's, that's been a huge difference since last year. And, of course, we have amazing talent this year. And a lot of guys are coming back from last year. And we have a lot of good leaders. We have, you know, Remington Peck, Bronson Kafusi. We have um, in the linebacker position, we have Jeremiah and Manoa coming back. We have our, our very talented and fast, fast um, secondary. And once we all just start coming together and start pushing all these things that don't matter out the window and just come together um, completely tight, um, I think this is just going to be this is gonna be a crazy turning point for BYU. Now we're going to have schedules like this coming year after year after year. So I'm excited. Do you see the smile on his face? We're, 110, we're 110 days away, but I'm ready to go right now. Yes, Nebraska. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm about to just run through that camera right there. Just bah! <laughs> The man will hit harder than Junior Seau one day, people. Mark Dan Harvey, great yeah. to have you in hey, studio. Thank B. you. Thank you. All right, we'll have you sign our uh, Rise Up flag uh, during the break. Good stuff with one of the inside linebackers from BYU football. Up next, we're going to change gears a little bit and talk college basketball. The NCAA rule changes have been proposed. Which of them will affect the game the most if they go through? All of the nitty-gritty details next on BYU Sports Nation. I can imagine Harvey Longy being the Mike linebacker at dinner. Like, you get a taco. You get a burger. Let's go. Let's move. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, get your BYU Sports Nation swag. Go to the BYUStore.com. You can buy blue goggles and a T-shirt. Check it out. Join BYU Sports Nation. Become a member and get your swag on. Or if you want, just make your own bumper stickers featuring <laughs> the blue goggles. That happened. We <laughs> tweeted that out earlier in the show. <laughs> that's not A dude's truck, he's got the blue goggles on the back. I think that guy thinks BYU is going to be a preseason top 25 team. He thinks BYU is going to be preseason top 10, right? <laughs> awesome. What? I love the optimism, man. I love it. Dude, how about Harvey Longy, by the way? He was a really, really good, insightful, positive energy there. Man, really excited about everything. Um, (laughs) I'm yeah, I'm 
I'm excited. He's one of the guys that BYU needs to become a leader and a it, he he said he's embracing the he middle linebacker role. He wants to be here. Yes. I love that. And he's a talented athlete that is converted to a linebacker spot. He wants to be at BYU. I had, I had 15 more minutes of questions for him. Seriously. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. Yeah. Well, we're going to get him back in Studio B again. That's Probably a, tomorrow. That's a guarantee. I don't know about tomorrow, but he's <laughs> going to be back in here. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Baseball clinched a West Coast Conference tournament berth, finishing yeah. in the top four. Okay, after a four to two win over Santa Clara, the tourney begins Thursday in Stockton. BYU plays St. Mary's today in Moraga at five Eastern. If they win, they get the number three seed and would face the number two seed, Pepperdine. If they lose, then they'll face San Diego, a team they got swept by earlier this year. Softball beat Fresno State, then lost to North Dakota State to end the season. 40-14, and 14, WCC champs, another NCAA regional. I'd say that, that was another good season for BYU They're Southball. bringing everybody back except Lacey Hofstadt and Megan Arnold. That team's going to be good. legit next year. Potentially a top 25 elite. team. <laughs> NCAA Super Regional is elite. Yes, they've been there once, 2010. This is a team that is shaping up to be able to do that again. Ben Patch, back in the news, played for Team USA Volleyball in the red-blue scrimmage Friday night. At Seagerstrom High School, Taylor Sander flying to Detroit as we speak for the, how do I say that, Jim? Norseka. Norseka Champions Cup this weekend. It's basically the Caribbean, Mexico, U.S., Canada, that region. Oh, so it's the CONCACAF? Con- it's like CONCACAF. CONCACAF for volleyball. I believe it's like CONCACAF, <laughs> which is also ridiculous. Our Twitter question today, why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in the preseason top 25? Jerem says... They're 8-5. and five. No. I say it's Taysom Hill coming back. Why not? We need to read this tweet. Okay. At yeah. I am Sky Baby. This is after the first segment, the A block, we yes. call it. Guys, stop shouting. You're hurting my head. Hashtag sinus infection. There is only one <laughs> way to start a Monday show, and that is high energy. You all need it. <laughs> yes. You all need to get the week going. That's what we're here for. Loud noises. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I do want to read one more tweet, okay, in response to our Twitter question, Jerem. Is that okay? They agree I'm with not you. in charge of this. At MR Bluff SC, the Cougars are not deserving of a preseason ranking. Inconsistent play kills respect and ranking. I don't think that consistency has anything to do with They're, the top. It, it's supposed to be this team this year, It didn't right? affect I, Sports Illustrated. I get it. There's program prestige yeah. and tradition associated with that. BYU benefits from that, uh, what they've done historically. But to to me, it's more about, okay, BYU was an eight-win team. They bring back a bunch of weapons. They'll be close to being ranked, in my opinion. They'll be f- five out. No more than ten out. Will BYU men's basketball be ranked in the top 25? No. Yeah, I don't think so no. either. No. But they want to get back to the NCAA tournament again underneath Dave Rose. And there are some rules that have been proposed that we suggested the other day on our show that will help BYU against other teams, particularly if the shot clock is reduced from 35 seconds to 30 seconds. And that's just one of the rules that has now been taken to the next stage after the meetings. And that happened Friday. Okay, so by June 8th, I believe it's the Oversight Committee that has to officially sanction such proposals, right? So shot clock is the biggest one. We talked about it. There's others that are interesting. Listen to these. Timeouts down from five to four. Yes, please. With a max of three that you could carry over to the second half. That would be interesting. Because you, if you don't use one, you lose one. You carry four in the second half. Team timeouts within 30 seconds prior to media timeouts. 
will become media timeouts. Quicken the game. Yes, yes please, please, Less please. stoppages. Let's just play more. Although when I talked to Jonathan Tavernari as a player, he said if we didn't have these media timeouts, they would be dead. BYU in particular. They get tired. They run so they fast. They need to stop and playing hard, yeah. and sit down. I said, come on, just play, dog. Okay, how about the charge circle? We're talking about that little designated area underneath the basket where if you're inside of it and you try and take a charge, it cannot be called an offensive foul. Okay, that to be extended to four from three feet. So the charge zone now becomes even bigger. And again, these are proposals that need to be approved still, but these are the official, okay, here's what we're thinking we want to change. How do you feel about that one? I already feel like there are too many offensive fouls in college basketball as it is. I think this would just make more. I like more. it because, I no, I want less offensive fouls. Why would that make less? Sorry, you're right, more. I, ha- I, I, want, I, want the, I want the offense to get the benefit of the doubt, not the defense. Right. So and keep why it you, at three. Why do you have to fall over to get a foul, by the way? Wow. Why do Too we have flops. to exaggerate? Too many It's built flops. into the game. Yeah. Okay, there are some others. I, I like these, though, generally. The NIT will experiment with six fouls in a game. Oh, that'd be great. See, uh, Eric I, Mika is a huge proponent of that one. The NES. I like that coaches have to be uh, careful and there it's, has to be depth and things like that. NBA, I understand, because there are 40 ma- 48 game minutes. The college, only 40. I think that five fouls is, is fair. It it's probably fair. is good. I just hate when, what game was it? Tyler Hawes gets two quick fouls in the first two minutes and he has to sit, essentially, if you're smart. The yeah, rest that's of the, the challenge of the sec- game. Though. The first half. But what if? But it's the West Coast Conference refs. They stink. <laughs> They're calling these ticky tack fouls early. Okay, so can the West Coast Conference forever. be granted a designation where the WCC only has six fouls per game? I'm in favor of that. No, I'm in favor of that. At oh. w- I have a, a volatile relationship with the W at WCC <laughs> officials. Oh, it's yes, not the official yes, handle. Yes, you do. They I don't. Hope. They don't have an official handle. They have tweeted at you. I hope you don't see us in a back alley somewhere in Spokane. <laughs> I waited. They never came. Okay. There, there are more. I mean, we've we've got about ten different proposals in front of us. Stri- Here, yeah, go ahead. Here's one that sticks out: eliminating the five second closely guarded rule while dribbling. No. Yeah. What is the point of that? What's the point of that? Well, you you're supposed to get rid of the ball. Then get rid of the ball. Okay, if you don't get by rid of the dribbling ball, or passing makes, the ball, it, yeah, it makes the game more exciting when you have to get rid of the ball. Thirty-second shot clock will take away the five seconds there anyway, right? It's another chance for a defense to earn a turnover too, which I like. Just, steal, by just steal by the ball, pressuring the ball. Yeah, you can. You could dunk in pregame warmups. Why could you not dunk what? in pregame yes, warmups? Exactly. What a stupid rule! <laughs> you can't dunk. It's not Eric Mika and Junior Jazz, by the way. They Junior Jazz, they seriously made a rule that you can't dunk in the games because of Eric Mika. Oh, that man. happened. <laughs> I love Junior Jazz. That was awesome. The only Junior Jazz player to get a full ride scholarship ever to BYU, Eric Mika. Any D1 scholarship That's ever. True. Up next, what's the chance BYU football finishes the 2015 season ranked in the top 25? We're going next level. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, and our voices are getting hoarse. No, I'm just, I'm just going. I'm just getting warmed up, man. Oh, We're ready okay. to go. All right. Listen, BYU Sports Nation has video on demand. You can listen to the podcast, uh, the audio, but you can also watch it if you want. There's YouTube clips via BYU Sports Nation on Twitter or BYU TV Sports. And then BYUtv.org slash BYUSN has video on demand. Check it out. I highly recommend you watch 
the interview with Harvey Longy, video on demand style. One, because he's the guy that got measured for Junior Sales Hall of Fame bust in the NFL. And two, because there will be pictures included of Mount Motakiai. Mo Longy, 6'7 or 6'8, depending on who you talk to. 410 or 415 pounds, also depending on who you talk to. He is a mammoth individual. That's the understatement of the century. And he stole signing day, and he's going to play football at BYU. Pictures of him in the video on demand. Our Twitter question today. Why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in the preseason top 25? At Cougar underscore Nate says, I would rather BYU not be ranked. What? BYU fans' expectations get way too high when BYU gets ranked in the preseason. <laughs> no, they'll be high anyway. You don't need to worry about You don't need to worry about someone per, else saying high. No, high. No, it's true. Once BYU gets ranked, uh, it gets crazy. But why not? I reward, love it though. I want all, yes. the senior quarterback Taysom Hill. Listen, you could be Marshall or Troy or Wyoming or even Utah State for that matter, and that would be your life. Is once in a blue moon you get ranked, or you be BYU and you have a different. Guess standard. what? If you're ranked to start the season and you go two and two, you're probably still close to being ranked after a two and two September. Be ranked. Be relevant now. It gives you more yes. opportunity to slip and still be relevant. Amen, my brother. All right, brother. All right. Hey. Let's play What's the Chance. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Here's how it works. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I'll explain it anyway. We throw out a scenario, and Jeremy and I give a percentile chance for that thing to happen or not to happen. Number one. What's the chance BYU football starts the season ranked in the top 25? Jeremy, 19.6%. There's a chance. I'd say one in five, so 19.6%. And that's... uh, I've spent a lot of time calculating that number, by the way. We've discussed the reasons. Earlier in the show, we brought it up, but summarizing that. BYU won eight games last year. They do return a lot of talent, but it had BYU won nine or ten, I think that they would maybe be ranked, but I don't see it. I don't see it. I say 50% right down Ooh, the middle. 50! 50. 50% right down the middle because of what Taysom Hill did. Everybody's going to be aware that this guy's coming back. The guys that matter, mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Okay, is it enough to get BYU into a preseason top 25 ranking? I don't know, but for sure I think they'll be at least in the top 30. We they'll be to, receiving votes. Yeah, we need to keep track of these so then we go, yeah, you were right. Or, Let's do it. No, you were wrong. Let's do it. He's just float away like dust in the wind, all right. said Kansas. That goes, that goes to all of our peeps behind the scenes. Mark it down so you can hold us accountable. <laughs> Someone now, else do it. Now it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. What's the chance BYU finishes the season ranked in the top 25? Ah, Jerem finishing in the top 25. 11%. I think BYU is going to win eight or nine games this year, and I think that would be good. Nine games wouldn't, finish the, wouldn't put them in the top 25? I don't think so. It depends. You've got to win the bowl game. There's situations, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing that as much. I hope they do. I hope they go 13-0. and 0 and, uh, New Year's I, 6. I, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I what know. do I actually think? I think they win eight or nine games. I think eight is more realistic than that. See, for me, nine games with that schedule puts BYU in a top 25 ranking. Uh, the, difficult, the degree of difficulty with the schedule, for me, at nine wins, I put them at least at number 25. You're playing, yeah, you're playing a schedule that's equivalent to many others. It's not better to where you deserve something yeah. more. It's, it's close to how that. How many nine-win teams finished? BYU could be Minnesota, how many nine who was 9-4 and four and finished ranked. Yeah, first. how many nine-win teams finished in the top 25 last year? We I came bet. up with that number, and it was... It's high, like 8 or something. Thir- it, it, was, uh, like it, was th- it was 33%. Okay, 33%. Yeah. Okay, well, I say 
So what's your percentage? I'm going to go 51%. Oh, yeah. oh you went 50. Now 51%. You're going 50. Okay. I've been screaming it all More probable than not, Tom Brady's deflategate. Taysom Hill, if he's healthy, BYU wins 10 games. If they win 10 games, they are ranked in the top 25. There comes the uh, caveat. Uh, that's the thing. And I'm not alone. <laughs> A lot of people think if he's healthy, they're going to win that, 10 is games. Is that the Taysom healthy Taysom train? Taysom train. Yeah. Sounds like the ones I hear Let's in go. Springville every night. We're yelling again. Number three. Before we get to number three, I just got a little depressed there as a BYU fan that uh, Spencer said Taysom Hill has a 49% chance of staying healthy all year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. No, not that. Okay, so maybe I do need to change it. Fair point. Number three. What's the chance BYU wins the WCC baseball tournament? Oh, man. Jerem, what do you got, brother? I'll give them 36.8%. I think they have some good mojo. Uh, They've beaten some good teams. Down the stretch, struggled a little bit against some of the bad teams, but... Uh, I think they go into the tournament really confident. Mike Littlewood's been in the studio. He thinks that they found uh, good pitching with Brandon Kinzer. I think Colton Mahoney's figured it out a little bit. Um, good batting. Colton Shaver's hot. I think I think they got a shot here. The, the key will be winning that first game, whoever they play, San Diego or Pepperdine. you got to win that first game. Okay, I'm going to go 50% again, and here's why. They won a series against Pepperdine. They won a series against LMU. They got swept by San Diego. So if they can get to San Diego... Then, then it's a top. I think they have a great shot to be one of the final two teams in the West Coast Conference tournament. So fifty percent. Number four. What's the chance there's a BYU Sports Nation cameo in Pitch Perfect three with Jerem Jordan involved? Zero percent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although it would be fun to hang out with Anna Kendrick. <laughs> and Fat Amy. I think she'd be funny. <laughs> oh. Anna Kendrick is a really good singer. It also happens to be that she's a very pretty girl. <laughs> so what's your percentage? Yeah, crickets. What's your percentage? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to echo that. Negative one million percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's more likely? There's we're no in Pitch Perfect Here's 3 thing, or though, Kanye West green, is on the show? The Green Bay Packers. That's a good question. The Green Bay Packers were in Pitch Perfect 2, apparently. Led by well, they're uh, the Green Bay Packers. Clay Matthews and the offensive line. <laughs> my wife went and saw it. She loved it. Yeah. I'll probably go see it. That's uh, really funny, man. <laughs> Hashtag Anna Kendrick. You got me with that one, dude. <laughs> you were off your mojo, man, uh, once I said that. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I, I, Yeah. What's funny about it, it's real. It is real. <laughs> Up next, BYU baseball in a Monday showdown. Should they win or not? Of course they should win, right? I don't know, man. It's BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. You want to do the honors? Let the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. The Cougars clinched the spot in the West Coast Conference Tournament over the weekend after winning 2 of 3 against Santa Clara with a win tonight at St. Mary's. BYU could be the 3 seed. If they lose, BYU will be the 4 seed. Cougars in the minors. Ah, yes. It's that time of year. Matt Carson playing triple-A ball, former Cougar with the Nashville Sounds. Listen to this stat line. Three runs batted in, two runs, and a home run. Two for four, attaboy Matt. Golf. Jordan Rogers finished 46 at the NCAA Bremerton Regional Championships. Rogers finished the regional shooting six over par. Softball. BYU beat Fresno State 8-7 to, to remain alive in the regional, then fell to number 24-ranked North Dakota State 7 to nothing on Friday night to end their run in the NCAA Regionals. Men's Volleyball. Friday night, Ben Patch, Taylor Sander, Futi Tavana, and Russell Holmes played in the red versus blue scrimmage in Southern California. Meanwhile, Taylor Sander 
Uh, Tavana and Holmes are on a plane headed to Detroit to play in this weekend's Norseka Champions Cup with Team USA. Also, Jake Langlois, current member of the BYU team, arrived in Anaheim to train with Team USA. He'll try out for the Pan Am roster. Some serious players at BYU, man. Brendan Sander in the mix for that, too. Nice Future job. guests on the show include BYU women's soccer coach Jennifer Rockwood. We just had the assistant in, Chris Watkins. And Kevin Heiberger, the new speed coach for BYU football, working with Frank Wintrick. This is a new dynamic they have uh, on the show. And, and we and just confirmed, by the way, Jerem. John, John Beck, Beck tomorrow. Yeah. John Beck. Joe Beck. Uh, let's have, ask Kevin Heiberger about what he can do with your speed. That's the real can point Can he get of me to sub on. five? If I'm a five, three, five. If you're a six foot, three, 33-year-old white dude, how much can you shave off, Kevin Heiberger? That's the question. Can I get sub five? See, I think that he could get me there. I really do. Let's bring him in and find let's, out. Let's, let's do it, man. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Hector Media Post, DexterLaw.com, and it goes to the BYU baseball team as a whole, finishing in the top four at least in the West Coast Conference and getting to that postseason tournament. Hey, they got a shot to get to the NCAA tournament. That's it's, a it's big been deal. 13 years since BYU was in the NCAA tournament, and now they've got an opportunity this week to take care of business. They're riding some mojo. That's a good thing. Let's get to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Why or why not does BYU football deserve to be ranked in the preseason top 25? At Wazi 10. One word for both ways. Taysom! For both ways. Yeah, I'm not really sure I, the other way. I think I get it. Yes or no based on... Uh, uh, well, okay. preseason, we assume he's going to be healthy. We don't want anything. <laughs> I don't feel intimidated. No, nice. he doesn't. Two nice. years ago, there was this weird rumor. You remember that? Taysom Hill hurt himself playing softball during... No. At Little Rich 14. While it is where you end that matters, where you start can facilitate or impede where you end up. My point exactly. Yeah, start, start as high as possible and then see what happens. Although the 84 National Championship, well, let me put these on. The 84 National Championship team was unranked. The show is on demand. Nope, that's not my part. <laughs> Thanks to Harvey Long and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Inc. Yes, the show is on demand, Jerem. On BYUtv.org slash BYUSN, BYUsportsNation.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Blake Morgan and Anna Kendrick. We're back to work at noon Eastern. <laughs> wow. Nice. And Blake Griffin.